Hello, friends, and welcome to the Bloom Pod. I'm your host, Lauren Taylor, and I'm so excited to encourage the heck out of you over the next 60-ish minutes. We're having conversations that will ignite your spark and challenge you to embrace your real. We're breaking down barriers and encouraging you to embrace the incredible queen you are. Basically, we're having a giant slumber party and you're going to leave feeling inspired, encouraged to step into your power. So turn up the volume and get ready to bloom with us. Inspired by design, architecture, art, wellness, and travel, Evelina is on the pod with us today. She loves contributing to the success of mission-driven small businesses that are unwavering in their commitment to their core beliefs and who strive to leave the world a better place than they found it. As a freelance designer, maker, and artist, her studio is both her digital and spiritual home where she can express her artistic inspirations related to her work as a freelance designer, maker, and artist. So wonderful to have you on the pod. I'm so excited. Yay. I am so, so, so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Of course. When we were thinking about starting the podcast and everything and just the evolution of what Hello Bloom Media is turning into and getting to work with you, we were like, oh my goodness, we have to have Evelina on the pod. This would just be the most magic and phenomenon. And we just, I can't wait. (laughs) Yes. No, when I saw Kelly's message come through, I'm like, oh, yeah, like I would be honored. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's rewind. I would just love to know how you got started in launching your own business and just all of your <laughs> immaculate creativity. Just take us back to the very beginning. What was happening? What was the process like? And how did you get to where you are today? So I guess I could start with like, college era (laughs) for me. My background is in architecture. So I studied architecture as my bachelor's and master's and finished that thinking like, okay, I'm going to do architecture. I've always been obsessed with HGTV and some sort of interior design and decor. So I figured architecture would be the perfect, I guess, foundation for me to get into that. And I stuck with it for a few years. I worked in construction management, then landed what I thought was my dream architecture job. But honestly, really quickly, like maybe a month or two in, I was like, this doesn't really feel like (laughs) what I thought it was going to be. And so I ended up sticking around in this firm for like two and a half years, all the while feeling kind of very unfulfilled. And at the time, I I didn't know why. I'm like, what is missing? Like, I'm at this firm that I feel any architect would want to be at. And it wasn't up until later that I realized that for me, the gratification that I get from designing is more quick turn. And with architecture, I was working on one project that was going to last like four years to build. And all the while, I felt like I wasn't able to fully contribute my creativity. And it was at that point that I kind of had like a quarter life crisis. I'm like, so what do I do if I'm not doing architecture? And so I literally spent like nine months soul searching and applying for every odd end job. Like, can I do web design? Can I do social media management? after nine months of soul searching, this opportunity kind of fell into my lap where I got um, looped into an exciting startup, little agency in Boston, where it was founded by two sisters. And I basically got brought on as a freelancer and ventured into doing anything and everything from branding to social media to product design. I got my taste of a little bit of everything at this opportunity. And it was so amazing and inspiring. But all the while, 
kind of started growing this pull to kind of want to do my own thing. And it was, you know, within that span of the two and a half years at this agency that I realized I could do this. And I started building my network and, you know, was getting freelance jobs on the side. And eventually it just came to a point where I, I guess I'll say was ready, but not ready to take that leap. It's, I don't know if you can relate, and I, I don't know your personal like history with entrepreneurship and everything, but everyone who I've talked to, it's almost like the fear of the unknown. So before you yes. take that leap, you're like, what's on the other side? And, you know, I had questions in my mind, like, what am I going to do for health insurance? And where are my clients going to come from? But it wasn't up until I took that leap that the doors just opened and all of these connections that I had made over time just started coming to me. It's like the universe was rewarding me for like being brave and like following my purpose. And it's been almost two years now, literally two years in January that I've been doing my own thing, having my own studio. And it's been the most fulfilling thing ever. I've grown. I hired two designers this year. I've expanded my services into web design. So it was so exciting to do Hello World Web Design, which maybe we could talk about. And so it's just been such a joy. And the more that I'm, I guess, following this purpose and, you know, doing all the things, the more it lights me up. And the entrepreneurship journey is something I would, I, I just, I wouldn't have any other way. I can't picture working for another job or doing anything else. And I'm just excited to see all the avenues that it takes me on. And I guess just to wrap this all up, we'll say for anyone too feeling the pull to just always want to, you know, try their own thing. I just, I can't encourage it enough. It's been such a joy for me. And so I just always encourage people I talk to, if they have that idea, like go after it, do it. Cause you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, I just like got goosebumps. That is so cool. And just phenomenal. I want to speak about the leap of faith because something that is burned into my brain forever. I remember I was on a school retreat and <laughs> we had to climb a telephone pole. Like it was a really, really tall telephone pole. And they had this bar that you had to jump out and you had to grab onto the bar. Now we were in a harness, like safety, but mm-hmm. you had Thank to God. take essentially, <laughs> yes, a leap of faith. And I remember climbing up that telephone pole and it was, it was tough. I mean, they had like little things that you could like hold on to, but I was like, this is ridiculous. By the time I was halfway through, right in the middle. Uh, I remember one of the guys in my class, he was making fun of me. He was like, Oh, Lauren, just get down. Like, you're not going to do it. Like you're afraid of heights, whatever. That actually motivated me to like, keep going like, no, okay, I'm going to just do this, get to it. The top of a telephone pole um, is not very big. And so you have to really have your feet close together. And I just remember being at the top and be like, okay, I'm going to just leap out. I'm just not going to even like worry about anything else. I'm going to leap out. I'm going to just grab that bar. And it seemed, it seemed so close and so far away at the same time. And yet I did it, I grabbed it. And the feeling afterwards of taking that leap of faith was just everything. But even, I think that was like back in early high school of doing that, but I felt like that was such a metaphor for life in itself, because when we decide to at first do the climb of taking that leap of faith, right? It's like Mm -hmm. all the decisions we make before that leap of faith comes. And then when we actually do the leap of faith and we're like staring at it and we can like see it and we can visualize it, either you're going to jump or you're not going to jump. But the moment that you do jump, oh, and the moment that then, as you said, the universe like rewards you and everything like comes to you and it all falls into place. That feeling, that feeling right there in your gut, it's, it's something that is so 
undescribable and so worth it. And I'm so yes. happy you took that leap of faith. Yeah. Yeah. I, I 1000% agree with everything you're saying. And it's something too, before you do it again, like fear of the unknown, you just don't know. And I remember having the conversation with my boss about, you know, me transitioning or not knowing what's going to happen. And that final conversation where it was like, okay, I'm going to kind of just be leaving. It was so much fear, but there was like, there was a certainty in the fear. And it's so hard Mm. to explain because there have been moments where I've obviously been very scared or fearful. And it was that similar fear, but there was something different about it where I had no idea where my next client was going to come from. I had no idea what anything was going to be, but there was just a knowing and it's really hard to put into words. But I think for me at that point, I was so passionate about it too. People talk about passion and, you know, being aligned with what you're doing and being lit up by what you're doing. I definitely feel like there has to be an element of that if you're going to pursue this, because if you're really not lit up by all that you're doing, it's, it's going to fall flat, I think very quickly. So I, I had that knowing, and again, it's tough to put into words, but the universe rewarded me and showed me like, yeah, you're fine. (laughs) And I've been more than fine. I've been thriving. So it's been all good. (laughs) Certainty and the fear. I love it. And as you said, you are thriving. I mean, you're the work that you've created. There's so much love and creativity and it's really immaculate. It it makes you feel. I think when I look at graphic design and when I look at artists and makers and creatives, the work that's created and evoking a feeling from your clients, your audience, the brands and people that you work with, I think that's really the true key, right? And that's really what drives the impact. And so can you give us a, a peek into the typical design process of everything and just what goes through your creative brain and just what that day-to-day looks like? Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I appreciate you so much for sharing all of that. It's interesting that you express the feeling piece because it's something that I guess I don't think about. Like I don't go into it with that intention, but it's definitely a beautiful, I guess, reward that sometimes I don't even expect to get. So it just warms my heart to hear that and that my work does, you know, like there is that effect. Beauty is such a core value for me. And so I really try to be conscious and mindful of aesthetics, obviously. But what I found in my design process over time and what I've really woven into just my creative thinking um, and how I go about designing projects is beauty supported by purpose makes for such a more impactful and stronger brand. And so when I started designing and especially getting into something specific like branding, I was just thinking like, what's going to look good? You know, a client comes to me and they're like, we want like take Hello Bloom, for example, like we want coastal meets floral. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I would like look at all the like iconography and all that and give the client what they need. But it wasn't up until I started, I, I guess I had to take a step back and teach myself strategy, which was the missing link that I realized I needed for me to weave into my process to really ground my designs in something that's beyond just beautiful. And so what I love to do and is really like the cornerstone of my work and my process is diving very, very deep with a brand to discover their purpose. You know, when brands come to me, whether you're a new brand starting off or a brand that's been existing, but looking to rebrand and get a new identity, 
more often than not, you know, they have their intention in mind. We're a brand that does X, Y, Z. And, you know, they may have a general idea of their mission, their vision, their values, their target audience. But what I love to do is take a super deep dive with them. Like, let's talk about who you're serving. Why are you serving these people? And it isn't up until we get into the very internal and we start external, but then we dive deeper and deeper into like the internal problems of your clients. Like, what are your clients scared of? Like, what keeps them up at night? And how are you as a brand going to address those fears? So it isn't up until we really dive deep to ask those hard questions that all of these insights come through. And so then what I do is I use those insights to basically support the visuals. So if we're doing like a coastal meets floral vibe, then yes, let's go with that. But let's root the designs in more intention that directly speaks to the why. And more often than not, it's connected to your audience. It's, it's connected to things that we discover about your purpose and what drives you, why you started the brand. And so I found at the end of that, yes, you get a beautiful brand and there's aesthetics and, and everything looks cohesive and lovely, but there's purpose behind it. And I think when there's purpose behind it, it makes the brand so much more stronger and everywhere you put the brand out into the world, whether you're sharing a visual on social media, whether you're putting up some sort of ad or printable, who knows in the world, it all comes back to that why. And it just feels so much more cohesive and stronger that when someone looks at something like Hello Bloom, they're like, yes, that's Hello Bloom. There is no argument about it. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, so, and we're going to dig into this a bit later in terms of the behind the scenes with Hello Bloom and every all the magic that you created there. But that was one of my favorite parts in working with you into that deep dive into who we are, our mission, our values, our purpose, because it really is holding up a, a mirror to ourselves, right? And, and really looking within and really what we want the world to see and to feel. And that's something, as you said, is so it's going to be so unique to us. And when someone sees Hello Blue Mound to the world, they're like, oh my gosh, immediately. Yes. Like recognizing that. I remember watching, I've actually watched it several times. So I thought it was just a really good movie in the psychology of branding. It was a McDonald's documentary on Netflix mm-hmm. and the golden arches and okay. how those were like pivotal symbolism for McDonald's. Like when you would see it and recognize, oh yeah, that's McDonald's and just all the branding that went into McDonald's. But, and thinking about McDonald's, Coke, like, you know, all those different brands where you, oh, I know exactly what that is. Gaining that I think is so unbelievably important because I know that in this day and age, there's so many brands out there and it's so easy to look so similar. I think that is truly one of your superpowers is tapping into that uniqueness and then bringing that out. And then really we're able to have this this unique gift to us that we're able to share with the world and we're not lost into the flood of all other brands, which is so easy to do. Yes. You know, that's really, I've, I found in my kind of experience, always kind of like the, the wall that you hit, you know, and people will say like, how do you stand out in a sea of sameness? And now everyone is starting their own brand. And with social media and Pinterest, it's so easy to compare And so even when I'm doing like my mood boarding process at the beginning of the project, like I'm gathering inspiration from other brands and stuff, but it is really the challenge to like, how much do we lean on other brands for inspiration and how much of it comes from internal. 
And it really isn't up until you look so closely and dissect your own brand that the inspiration comes from within and drives the design. Because otherwise, you're just copying and like tweaking. And then that's what causes the sameness. But every brand, if they are truly so, so purpose-driven, has such a unique story and reason for why they're doing what they're doing. Let's extract that. Like, let's figure out what that is. And then let's translate it with the visuals and make it shine and stand out. Yes. Now owning your own company and team and just all of the client work, what was a either pivotal or just impactful moment for you where you realized, okay, this is my purpose. This is my true love. Like what was that exact moment for you? Mm, Wow. That's such a good question. You know, I will say, I think when I started out doing, you know, my own thing at the beginning of last year, I knew that it was something that I wanted to do. And I know it was such a piece of me to get a little vulnerable. (laughs) I have a business and life coach that I work with and she's been monumental and helping me basically just changed my life and helped me open my eyes to a lot of uh, limiting beliefs and doubts along the way. And we worked together really intensively at the end of last year to, to dive deep and understand kind of like what is my ultimate like big block that's kind of preventing me from like showing up into the world and after a lot of inquiry and questions, we kind of nailed it down to this me basically feeling like I'm not good enough. You know, everyone has that critic in their head and they're comparing Mm. themselves to others and all that. And so all throughout last year, when I was doing my branding, working with clients, starting my business, I knew I was doing the work. I knew I was doing a great job, but all the while it's like, I couldn't fully believe it and feel it. And it wasn't until that conversation I had with my coach that things kind of started shifting for me. And so after that, I kind of started gaining more and more confidence all the while still believing like this is my purpose, but not really feeling deeply into it. And I think I would say it wasn't up until the summertime that it finally kind of clicked for me when actually my coach approached me to do her rebrand. And she is like, I mean, she's just this badass female, like superstar, like she came from nothing and is like running a multiple like six figure business and is this also a branding and business expert. And so to have the roles reversed and to now have me in the seat of coaching my coach on what she should do with her brand. After that, I was like, okay, Evelina, like what more do you need (laughs) (laughs) to show you that you can do this? And not only can you do this, but you're doing it and you're actually really freaking good because you just rebranded your coach's brand and your coach is like a branding expert. So so it was after, and I, I was very honest with my coach and I told her, I was like, I think this was it for me. I'm like, I think this is the project that I needed to do for me to finally realize I got this. So I would say that it was after that experience that it kind of proved to me that, all right, the limiting beliefs and the doubts, yes, they may circle around, but I'm not going to give them power anymore because I am good and I need to really own that and just show that to the world and be unapologetic about it. I think as like a slight tangent, I feel like as women, I've, I've, I've had conversations like this with my friends. It's like, we're so scared to just own us, like our gifts and all that we have. I've caught myself like almost like feeling guilty for, and it's not bragging. It's just showing up and like, why, <laughs> why has society like, put this on as like, 
show your talent, like shout it from the rooftops, you know? And so I'm really trying to do that and step more into that and celebrate. Like that's kind of been the word for me the last few months is like, celebrate me because I am good. I am good enough. I'm more than good. So just own it. (laughs) Yes. Yes, girl. So many powerful things in what you said and so many things I want to touch on. The first thing is when I try to break this habit of apologizing, oh, I'm so I'm sorry of, of whatever. Like, but it, it's things that we shouldn't even be like truly apologizing for. But yeah. again, it's just we tend to sometimes box ourselves into again, either what society wants us to be or you have the pressures of of what everyone else is expecting of us. And we kind of get into this thing of like, okay. Our, our fear of being seen, our fear of being truly heard, our, our fear of being really authentically ourselves. And and then if when we are, then apologizing for that. It is the most freeing thing. I want to say when you just don't care, when you're just like, you're just over it. Like, it's just, I'm done. I am done. I am not apologizing. I, you know what, if you misunderstand me, you misunderstand me. I know what my values are. I know what my mission is. I know what my heart is. I know who I am. And it is what it is. It is what it is. I think that's so beautiful in which the way it's a full circle moment with your life coach, right? Where this amazing woman is is coaching you through life and, and you having that pivotal moment with her where you're realizing, because it's always been there, right? Like mm-hmm. your your purpose and, and who you are and everything that uh, is the essence of you, it's always been there, but you, the, the light bulb going off and realizing it and seeing it that's really powerful. And then, cause then you can take that and as you have taken it into just really being a trailblazer for not only you, but for so many people that are in your life and being able to see you truly bloom. I mean, that, that's the other part that I really love. Like when people have that aha moment and then when they are like, okay, like I'm stepping into my power, like I'm doing the damn thing. And then everyone else around you that you probably don't even realize watching Mm. you do that and the seeds that you're planting in that, like, are you kidding me? Like that, that is some like real, like that's some like magic happening that then impacts the rest of the world. Yes. I love that you share that. And I'm taking it as a reminder because I forget that I've had moments like that for me where I have had people approach me, message me, text me, whatever, and tell me like, oh my gosh, Evelina, like you inspired me to do this or because of you, I am whatever X, Y, Z. And to your point, like it's in those moments that it's like, yes, you're doing it for you. Like you're putting yourself first. You're, you know, following your purpose, but the residual effect that that has on people outside of you is so powerful. And yeah, it's just, again, thank you for saying that because it's, it's a reminder for me to know that it, it, it is about me, but it's also not just about me. It's about other people. I love the idea of like person steps into their purpose. It inspires other people. And that's how the collective shift starts to happen. Exactly. So exactly. More, more people stepping into their purpose. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Oh, I, I absolutely love it. In your creativity, do you remember a time, whether it was in your childhood, early adolescence, young adulthood, where you developed that creativity? Because everyone has their own creativity, their own uniqueness. And so where does yours come from? Where did that originate? Where did that inspire from? 
looking back, you know, my dad is someone who's always been so creative. I mean, he's such a multifaceted man. Like he could do anything. Pipe breaks. He's my mechanic. <laughs> he's my home improvement guy. He's like just everything. He's also very skilled and talented at like drawing and has the most beautiful hand lettering ever. He actually wanted to pursue architecture when he was younger. And that dream like kind of never came to be for him. So I guess like I kind of followed in his footsteps, but have kind of carved my own path. But, you know, I just have visions and like little memories of me as like a little girl sitting on his lap and him like drawing things on like a napkin and all of that. And so, you know, I guess in a way he was kind of like that first person for me to kind of show me, you know, tangibly, artistically what that is. Everything in life happens for its reasons. And I'm here now and I'm so grateful. But I always felt that pull to continue expressing myself creatively. But looking back, and it's like heartbreaking when I look back, because when I look at my elementary and like middle school and high school time, I didn't allow myself to tap into that fully. I think I always wanted to blend in with everyone else. You know, everyone was playing basketball in like fifth grade. I'm like, I'm going to play basketball. And I love basketball, but I sucked at basketball and I didn't enjoy it. (laughs) And then in like high school, I joined like the kick line dance team, which was like a great experience, but I'm not great at dance yet. I like worked my ass off and I made the team and I was good at it, but like, that's not my passion. And so I just felt myself for like all pretty much of my like adulthood or not adulthood, but like childhood into like teenage years, wanting to like be like a chameleon almost and just blend in. Mm. And I think it goes back to that root of like me not feeling good enough. So why let myself shine when other people are doing all this stuff and I could just do what they're doing? I really don't think I ever allowed myself to tap into that innate creativity and pursue like a drawing class. Like I did basketball instead of doing like art classes. You know, I think for my parents too, you know, I I was born in Poland and my parents were, you know, immigrant upraising. So I think when they came to America, they saw all the opportunity. And so they wanted my brother and I to do everything. Like they signed us up for piano and the ballroom dancing, which I hated, but they just like wanted to give us the world. So I feel like in a large way for a lot of my childhood, I was kind of forced to do stuff that I didn't want to do. So it really wasn't up until college and I did the architecture program that I was like, whoa, I get to make models and draw. And that was when I, it's like the alignment happened for me in college. And then it kind of grew from there. So I would say it really wasn't up until I entered college that I really got to tap into that creativity, which is like, I guess now, because I never thought about this up until now that I'm sharing the story. It's like, I'm sad that I didn't get to like, align with that when I was a child but you know no regrets because I'm here now and I'm doing what I'm doing and so many people can't say that they're they could do this of where I'm at so I guess I'm just grateful that I realigned myself with the path I think that it's it's actually because I, I used to feel the same way. I mean, honestly, the only reason why I was in like varsity basketball was because I was tall. Like mm-hmm. I was slightly okay at it, but I didn't like it. Now I loved being in front of a crowd because I love like yes. being on camera, the whole thing, get so me. But most often than not, we we find a lot of things that we don't like, that we don't align with. We may be good at it, but it's not necessarily f- aligning with us and and filling up our hearts and everything. And so I think that it's, 
incredible that you found that in college. And I, I mean, I've heard so many stories from, especially from women where it's like, they find it at the, at the times in which is unexpected. And I remember early days of YouTube where you would see these prodigy children who would just, I mean, they, I mean, it was just like, wow, like everything from, you could probably paint the Mona Lisa to like creating yeah. a whole symphony and everything. And whether you are just multifaceted and, and have all these amazing talents, which honestly, I think that everyone is multifaceted. But I think that when you tap into your, almost like your creative truth, right? Where yes. it's just, this is really something that I would do if nobody's watching me. This is something that I just love, even if I'm not getting paid for it, even though bills, but like, this is something that I just truly adore. And I've spoken about this before, but I think that in itself is such a gift because when it does arrive and come in whatever stage you are in life, whatever age you are, all the times that it didn't arrive, it like that kind of just a bit fades away because the fact that it's just here now, like it's just the fact that we have it now. Yes. And that's incredible. I'm such a believer in everything happening for its reasons. There's no way that it can't. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you think about all the lessons that you gather from your experiences. Mm -hmm. One, I guess, theme that I love to think about is things happening full circle. Like something that I did in high school or college that I thought I would never need, or this is so random, has like come back around to be integrated (laughs) into what I'm doing now, or like a person that I meet. And I think it's just all the divine orchestration of the universe whatever you want to call it whatever you believe in but like again everything happening for its reasons and the more you kind of align with your purpose I don't know it's almost like those things come back around at the right moments because I don't know for the reasons again I don't I just I don't know how else to kind of (laughs) that's just what it is (laughs) that's the best way to describe it except for exes they cannot come back Uh, around I'm good with that yeah That I will agree with you on. <laughs> I will say, funny enough, with an ex, I remember it was my it was my first serious boyfriend. Well, I say serious, it's like puppy love. And he was horrific, cheated on me multiple times. And I remember I thought I would never get over him. And it's so funny looking back on it now. But I remember we had finally broken up, like really broken up. And it was maybe about a year or two later. And like, this is a time in which I was like, I really started to come to embrace more of who I am and to really see myself and to really love myself. I remember this fool called me and I just picked up the phone. (laughs) And I, I remember saying, we do not exist in the same universe. We do not breathe the same air. Goodbye. <laughs> That's all I said. Lauren, <laughs> listen, most women cannot do that. Most women will take the bait. Well, I don't want to say most, but some, <laughs> some would have taken the bait. <laughs> so, kudos Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. I was yes. so proud of myself for that. I was like, done. And then he had the audacity later, a few years later to come back around again on a it was like on a Facebook post or something and I, I blocked him, but it's just so, but it's so funny because I do think in things like that, it, it's a lesson in that. And I, re- I remember this so clearly. And again, I, at the time when I heard it from a friend of mine and actually truly from like another ex-boyfriend of mine, but he, but that ended like in a friendship way, but something that he told me, he was like, how many times do you have to learn the lesson before you get it? And I, Oh, 
Oh my gosh, yes. girl. I was so first when he said it, I was so mad <laughs> that he said it, but then I was like, <laughs> okay, but that makes sense though. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like the universe will continue showing you until you get it. It's like, it starts whispering. Like it always starts quiet, but then it'll get louder until it's like smacking you across the face. And you're like, Ooh. hello, like, are you not seeing me? <laughs> yes. And so I wanted to ask you, what is a lesson that you've either had to relearn or that impacted you and completely shifted you in a mindset and life? Mm. You know, the first thing that's coming up for me, and I think has really fueled a lot of the, I guess, thinking and attitude and energy that I bring into my business and the way I run it, the way I run it now, navigating, I guess, like some tough lessons when I was at my last job prior to jumping ship and doing my current opportunity. You know, the one, I guess, like if I was to summarize it, (laughs) it sounds basic, I kind of shot myself in the foot a little bit because when I signed up to work for this company, I didn't read the contract. (laughs) So let me just say, always read the dang contract before you sign and make any opportunity or like, just, you know, go all in on anything. What I didn't realize I was, I guess, basically signing onto was a non-compete, which prevented me from freelancing. And at the time, I didn't even know that I wanted to freelance. But as I was, you know, started working at this company, opportunities started coming up. And that was just always something that I was up against. I I definitely try my hardest to just authenticity and vulnerability are like my number two top values. And I'm a terrible liar. So like I need to come clean and I need to speak my truth or else I am guilty as charged. So it was a situation where there were like constant conversations with my bosses around like, can I do this? Can I not? And ultimately I realized like the more I wanted to freelance and the more I couldn't, that was the impetus for me, like wanting to start my own business because I realized there was like a cap on what I could do working for an agency. And so the lesson in that was obviously read the contract, you know, beyond that too. And I guess when I got that opportunity, I was so eager because I was in such a low place at my architecture job that I just kind of like, well, who cares? I'm doing this, you know? So with that, it's just slowing down, <laughs> slowing down a little bit and, you know, sleeping on it, thinking through things, you know, talking with people, having different conversations. I think in that moment, I wouldn't have done it any other way because again, it's just the way my circumstances were outlined. It's like, I signed it. I was eager, whatever. But I feel like I had to go through that to learn the lesson because now moving forward, I just, I carry that with me as just such a learning moment and taking all that away from me and now how I run my business, even like the systems I have set up, like setting up a contract for myself and how I go about client works. Like I imagine if I hadn't gone through that, then who knows like what might've happened and like altercations. And I mean, I don't even want to say and put that energy out, but you know, again, going back to that, everything happens for a reason. I'm grateful for that. I'm very, very grateful for that. So yeah, always read your contracts, people. Always. <laughs> always. <laughs> I second, I third that. And I had shared before that this is my first time even hiring a lawyer this past year. And I think as creatives, our, our bread and butter is to create. Like we just want to create all the beautiful things and share all the things. But as you said, contracts, legal, accounting, 
it's just, it's all so important and just important to know, but then also to especially have other people come in and help and create that support system for the experts in that, because there's just so many things that I didn't even realize myself. I'm like, Oh, like in going into partnerships and collaborations and everything, because you just never, you never know. You never know. So 1000%. Okay. Well, I want to dig into Hello Bloom and us working with you. So just to give our listeners some context. So Hello Bloom really are our mission and heart is representation of all women in, in media, in the world. Like we really have so many ideas, everything from campaigns to events to education. And so we had a lot, a lot, as I said, a lot of ideas. And my business partners, Kelly and Brittany, and who are absolutely phenomenal women and friends. And so we were in this place where, okay, we have a bit of the vision. We have some ideas of what we want to do. When it got to the website and to our branding, we halted. <laughs> we <laughs> like, I think, you know, I, I've created websites before, you know, from, from templates and everything for my own personal brand. But I think this was definitely a, a situation where I just didn't realize the overhaul of just everything that needed to go into this because really Hello Bloom is its own entity and um, it may be an extension of us, but it's really something that is just, we envision it to be truly impactful and we wanted that level of responsibility there and just in all the things that we wanted. And so I reached out to my friend, Alex, or our, our friend, Alex, and who is again, phenomenal and amazing and so interconnected. And we just got introduced to the most powerhouse and beautiful and magical Evelina. And it really, it was just like love at first sight. And so <laughs> I felt the alignment as well. As soon as we got on call, I'm like, these are my ladies. <laughs> yeah. We were so, and are just so excited. And so I remember when you had sent over our brand questionnaire, which truly we use it to like this day of just going back uh, to our like values and mission and everything. But I just want to hear from your end and how it was working with us, how you really created, made our visions and dreams and ideas come to life. So we just want to hear all the details from, from yeah, your side. No, absolutely. Well, to start, I will say your team by far has been my most efficient client like ever. <laughs> like <laughs> response time, knowing exactly what you want feedback direction I'm like lord please grant me every client like <laughs> like you guys came to the meeting with a presentation already set like this is what we're envisioning yes. like this is what we want I'm like perfect <laughs> it honestly felt like one of the most seamless design process processes I think because you know there was like a certainty and a clarity on your end going into mm-hmm. it which I will say sometimes that actually proves to be a challenge because Sometimes clients come to me and they feel like, I know this is like, this is exactly what I want. And I'm like, "Mm, but I don't think this is what you should have, you know? So then it creates a little bit of a, of a situation. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe, you know, it depends on the client, obviously, but I think with you ladies, I feel like it's, you are such creatives and I think you bring that creative mindset. Whereas, you know, I've worked with clients in the past that they kind of have no creative direction and really Mm. kind of are leaning on me for all of that. So this is a little bit different. And I'll say it was very, 
much a smooth process because I think while you came into the process with a vision, I felt like there was trust with me to yes. just for me to do that. And I'd, I'd love to know too, like if, if there was that feeling, cause I felt that I've been in situations before where there is a little bit too much and any designers out there listening, I'd, I'd love to know because you know, there's like the nitpickiness sometimes that comes with clients. Like, can we see this, 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 and there's like a billion requests. And then, well, it's two, two things that I recognize. It's like one you know, yes, to a large extent, the client doesn't trust you. But two, it's like, am I doing a good enough job as a designer to convince the client? And then that's where I, I talked earlier, like, that since integrating the strategy piece, it's been huge, because it almost solidifies my design decisions, where it leaves little to no room for argument from the clients, because I'm like, these are the colors because of something deeper, you know what I mean? Yeah. So all this to say, overall, the process was, I feel just very efficient and smooth and also very deeply rewarding for me because I think the creative vision that you came to me with was something that was very much aligned with my aesthetic and values. And that's something that I, it's actually been a very big, uh, almost like a, to add to the lesson thing, is getting clear on my niche in a way. Because I think when you start out in business, depending on your profession, but for, I guess, designers, I'll speak for myself, it's always like, you know, you say yes to everything because you want mm -hmm. to just do all the work and you need money. So like, yes, yes, I'll take every opportunity. But it wasn't up until this past summer that I realized I'm like, I can actually start saying no to opportunities that don't align. And so I'm very mindful now that I'm only saying yes to clients who want to work with me. But we're also very much aligned with creative vision. So, you know, preferably it's like a more feminine aesthetic, something softer, more, you know, and, and it can range like coastal meets floral. I'm all about. But then there's other stuff like textures and warmth and whatever that I do with other clients. But this just felt very aligned. And so it was just it just felt like a match. I mean, with the direction and then also with you ladies, like your energies and all that, because that's really important for me, too. So all in all, it was just, it all led to a very smooth process. After showcasing the initial mood boards to you, you all, your team so quickly being just very efficient again in, in your feedback and knowing exactly what you wanted, it was easy for me to then refine and really just kind of consolidate everything. Beautiful process, so fulfilling for me. And I'm so grateful that you guys chose to work with me, but trusted me too, to bring your vision to life. So yeah. Yes. That just makes my heart jump for joy. In terms of trust, I think what truly helped for me, especially with the connection with Alex, because Alex, she used to be previously my my manager and then friends. And then I, I feel like Alex has, and with her energy and her vibe and everything, she draws in just really incredible people. And so I think for me, I was like, oh, well, you know, if they're friends and Alex loves her, like done. Like it wasn't even a question. But then after meeting you and just the, when you sent over the uh, questionnaire, the us getting on a call, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty good, like judge of character and just in terms of like energy and vibes and like hearts. And I could just feel your heart and passion in your work already. Like before we even like did anything together. And I think that's really what I look for. It's like, okay, if we're going to collaborate together or work together, 
are you as passionate about your work as we are about ours? And then, you know, just again, as you said, like, I think we like all like match each other's energy so well, because after the call, we were all like, oh my gosh, we're obsessed with her. Like, oh my gosh, like this is like, this is it. This is like so cool. This is amazing. And so just having that again, it was just another notion of like building that trust. Right. And just be like, okay, because trying to also, I mean, mind you, three women, three different styles and personalities and like all trying to kind of infuse that into Hello Bloom. I had such nervousness about that because we, I think that we all, even though like we are super also similar creatively and like kind of what we wanted, but also wanting it to represent all three of us and then also represent the entire mission and just the way that you like incorporated everything. I mean, it was really just magic. I mean, and it was also things that I didn't even, because when you think like florals and beach, like I'm thinking a very in like layman's terms, like basic level, but the way that you elevated it, the way that you took it. And I'll never forget too, when you had, I think it was in one of your loom videos or something, but in the way that you were explaining everything and you um, had shared, okay, like, you know, being open to this or being open to that. And I really love that because I definitely wanted to challenge myself in being open to like different things because we see everything so differently through our eyes. And I was like, actually, yeah, like that is like really cool. Like I didn't think about that. And oh my gosh, her website. We So our, our website, we've gotten so many compliments already with our website. Yeah. So many. So and glad. oh my gosh, you, d- I mean, you just, you did the damn thing. Like it was, it's just so good. And it's something that I think, again, it's so representatory of like all three of us of, of what we're envisioning. And it just, it feels so good. And I think that was also my main thing. I just want this to evoke the feeling of, you know, united women of representation of all women. I, I want people to be like, oh my gosh, like I, I see myself, this feels so good. Like it, it, it's not even a question of wanting to be a part of the impact and initiatives that we want to do. And you executed that. So that, so, I mean, trust was just completely, I think it was built initially. And I think that like, it wasn't even a question by like that first video. And yeah. we just were like, okay, well, what do you think? Like, Emily, like, <laughs> just, like just tell us like, <laughs> And at that part, you were just a part of our team. So there you go. I love that. No, I appreciate that so, so deeply. And honestly, just hearing you share all that, you know, it's making me realize too, like, wow, I feel like over time I've grown to like recognize that, yeah, the trust piece is probably one of the biggest things because the more my clients are able to trust me, the more that I'm able to kind of do what I feel like is right. And I was, I will say too, it's been it's been such a journey for me and very much connected to that wound of like not feeling good enough. I would be the person too, as a designer, you know, doing three options or five options and then going to the client, like, what do you think is best? And so it's actually been such a, I will say it was a really difficult like challenge for me at first, but in a big learning curve. And now I feel like I'm finally at the place where it's been gathering that confidence, gathering almost like that authority and recognizing like, I am the expert. <laughs> I know what's best. And I have to advise my client who is paying me, like putting their trust in me to basically craft something beautiful. And that's going to, you know, do everything that my client wants me to do. So that was such a process and journey for me to step into that and take more almost like, I don't know, just step into that designer role. 
And I find the more that I'm able to do that, well, it still gets a little uncomfortable. I'm like, you know, sometimes too, when clients come to me, like I mentioned, they have a vision and I feel internally that it's the wrong vision. I have to be the person that's like, this is all wrong. We have to do something different. (laughs) But I realize it's in those moments that you just like, or where I just really speak my truth and trust myself. That's where that trust is built on the other end too. And then that's where clients are like, okay, you know what you're doing? I'll, I'll back off a little bit. So yeah, I just wanted to add that in and just say, again, appreciate you all for having that trust in me and allowing me to craft what I I kind of saw for Hello Bloom, especially with the website, because I got that and I was like, I feel like this could like be, this could go in so many ways. And I felt like I just had to like apply that. I'm like, we have to add gradient. We have to add this and that. So (laughs) I just, I had to do it. (laughs) Yes. And we were so happy that you did. And you are more than enough, like more. And I, I hope that you feel that continuously and I also hope you feel the gratitude as well because, and I often, I, I've shared this with both Brittany and Kelly and because I, I tend to, sometimes when I feel like, oh my gosh, this this pressure, this responsibility and in, in, in creating different things, or I, I feel like, okay, well, since my name is on it, like I, I have to make sure that it's perfect and it's good. And I, and as you said, it can be that like lack of trust in both your, your teammates or people that you're working with. But the thing that I'm, definitely and continuously working on is not only trusting the people that I'm working with, but just also trusting God, the universe and just letting it go. Because at the end of the day, it's like, I, again, I I know where my mission and my values lie. I know what I'm trying to do. And so everything will align. It will be fine. And like, it's not brain surgery with brain surgery. You have to get every little thing, right. Okay. So that. But in terms of creativity, it's creative for a reason. It is like, you know, it's something that it's not supposed to be perfect. It's not supposed to like have every little intricate thing as you see, right? Everyone is going to embrace it differently and everyone is going to experience it differently. And so that is something that I'm learning as well. It's like, you know what? Like I have so much of a blessing and gratitude that I I get to work with two other amazing women and that I've we got into work with you. We get to pour in all these ideas and all these things and all this expertise. And it doesn't have to just be me alone. And I've, I've started many other projects where it's like, it's, I've been alone in that. So I'm so used to just it, you know, having to make all the decisions and everything, but it's just, it just felt so good to lean on you and that and your creative vision and just to really bring it to a, a level that we didn't even dream of yeah and now yeah. we're like we can't stop dreaming about it and it's oh. it's amazing yeah no I love that and again appreciate you all for for taking I guess I'll say like the chance on me and, and interesting <laughs> me in the process and everything you shared I, I it resonates with me deeply too in the way that I think about me running my business as well because I have two designers now that I'm working with yeah. and let me tell you, I felt the same exact thing when it came to like the need to control. I'm such a perfectionist too. Like it's my type A-ness and need to just always <laughs> yes. like have it done so perfect. And again, I hold myself to such a high standard that I'm like, how is someone else going to do it just like me? Or I, I found myself when starting to work with my designers, like almost giving too much creative direction and like mm. too many rules. And it wasn't up until, you know, a few months in working together that 
you know, my, one of my designers just like pulled something together for me. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is so beautiful. And I realized I'm like, the more freedom that I give her, the more she's going to be able to execute on her terms. And I have to trust and know that she's going to bring her own flavor and unique gifts into it and making it beautiful. Yeah. It's been such a learning, like, I guess to add to the lessons again, like that's been another lesson for me is like, let go of the control, be in trust. I think it also ties in. I've been diving in a lot into like masculine and feminine energy dynamics lately. Same. Oh my God. It's crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) And I realized my coach recommended, like I read this book, um, David Data's work. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but like his stuff is incredible. He talks a lot about like masculine and feminine energy dynamics. I realized like, oh my God, I live my life in such masculine energy all the time, controlling structure, fear of letting go. And so it's been really empowering and enlightening for me to learn about like femininity in essence, which is so crazy. Cause like as women, like this is our inherent, like this is our like birthright, like feminine flow creating like, but, and we're, I guess we're doing it, but in learning about it and gaining more awareness, I'm like on it. I'm like, I could be doing so much more of it in such a way that feels more natural to me instead of like restricting and structuring stuff. So that's been something that's been honestly monumental for me in recognizing, like really tap, like tapping into my feminine energy and flow and letting that guide me. Yes, masculine has its place, but it's had too much of a place mm. in my life. So shifting, shifting the gears a little moving forward. <laughs> I love that you brought that up. And that's so serendipitous because same, I resonate with that so much. And you're absolutely, you're, you're so right. It now deserves to be in the forefront for sure. And I, but I'm also, I'm, I'm excited for that. And I, I love that as we continue to be on this journey that we call life and, and learn these lessons and connect with each other and really just build the the life of our of our dreams and the life of our peaceful happiness. I, I think it's just such a there's ebbs and flows and and so many struggles and but all of that I think then leads to these conversations and these stories that we get to share and hopefully our listeners feel inspired by that and to take away what they need in their own life. So this has truly been such an honor and phenomenal conversation and just thank you so much for coming on the pod. Yeah, no, of course. Thank you so, so much for having me. I was so excited looking forward to this. It was just a joy chatting and thank you for all the questions and giving me, I guess, like the space to, you know, share a little bit more of my story and and all that stuff. So (laughs) yes, girl. Oh, I'm so, I'm so happy that you did. I mean, everyone really gets to listen in and to all your uh, your your brilliance, your magic. I mean, I keep calling it magic because it is magic. Like, just I mean, it it really is, and I'm just so in awe of you. So, thank you for blooming with us. And where can everyone find you? Yes. So I am on Instagram at Studio Domka. That's D O M K A. And then my website, studiodomka.com. I have big plans for 2023 to probably redo my website for like the fourth time, but I really want it to be like an evolving platform where I'm showcasing more of my work, more of my writing, because I'm trying to do more of writing. So yeah, Instagram and website, I would say those too. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, follow, go love on, on her stuff, work with her because it's a dream come true. And just thank you so much again for playing with us. And we will see you next time. And that wraps up another episode of The Bloom Pod. Thank you so much for joining us for today's conversation. Seriously, every single one always becomes our newest favorite. At Helen Blue Media, it is our number one mission to make sure that all women feel seen, heard, and included. If you aren't already, we would love for you to go give Hello Blue Media a follow on Instagram. You can find us at Hello Blue Media or at www.hellobluemedia.com. Until next time, everyone. Bloom, Bloom on! on.